God, the priest of the Israelites. stone structures via the bad politics of a nation <laughs> dude iana you have such you could really if you wanted to i think you could become like an evil youtuber like you have the right set of <laughs> skills got the charisma you know how to like you know dig deep in the archives what and uncover <laughs> hidden information what is your definition of evil youtuber like alex jones is what i think do you think iana could be the next alex jones I feel like I'm just saying like there are times where you're talking about like sort of esoteric information. I'm like, he's done it. He's found the secret. <laughs> like, I would kill for this man. Also, speaking of cocaine, Alex Jones, I, I don't do enough stimulants to fucking get on that level. I get yeah. I get jittery after four cups of coffee, which doesn't bode well since I know people usually get jittery after two. But yeah, I can't. We can't be doing that kind of stuff. Besides, I don't want to lie to people for money i want to lie to people for fun <laughs> well noble it's a noble, noble a noble way to look at it yeah once you put your business you in think? it it kind of ruins the art josh you're saying ayani's like has what it takes to be an evil youtuber what an evil youtuber what could he what could he mobilize his followers to do i feel like or you know what i can kind of picture you doing is like like an ironic bit that everyone thinks is you being serious like there is that guy online whose whole thing is like saying that birds aren't real and it's kind of a joke but just some people i think just believe him now i mean that's just that's just conspiracy thought in general right it's someone just kind of having a having a little lark and, mm-hmm. and and then unfortunately it gets in the hands of people who are not really ready to have a lark they're more ready mm-hmm. to to do something already whoa whoa <laughs> chill bro you're not ready for this lark the yeah. thing is though is that to me, the whole birds aren't real thing is very it's it's boring. It's got no edge to it. Yeah. But but what I what someone needs to do like it seems like there's gotta be someone who can find the sweet spot between birds aren't real and like the Parkland families are lying. <laughs> there's there's so much middle ground. I, I feel like Ayani could isn't really that hollow uh, earth. Isn't that kind of the middle ground? Oh, <laughs> could be it's mainstream enough that, that it was in the new american godzilla film people who think that the earth is hollow and that there are societies living within it advanced hmm. societies advanced societies wow. of, of snakes and lizards and aliens i mean i guess if you believe that though it's like okay well then get to digging that's a bit of thing too <laughs> like at what point what point does pg and e start to mess with their society <laughs> an unsuspecting pg&e guy like just like a union electrician or something like discovering one of those secret societies i like, do oh, like geez. the idea that the reason that like the rates have been increasing so much is because pg&e has actually been secretly waging a war against the ground people <laughs> it's like, do look, people we- think that <laughs> Okay, here's the thing about the Hollow Earth one, though, is that it sounds harmless, but, like, 
at what point do the Jews come into it? Because, like, come on, let's it's be a conspiracy realistic. Theory. There's always mm-hmm. Jews in it. Also, by the way, for any of our not Bay Area listeners, PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric Company, that's our private utility company here in Northern California. Oh, yeah. If Thank you're in you. New York, just imagine we were talking about Con Ed. Con Ed, but then every year Con Ed starts the biggest fire in New York history. Every year they do yeah. a little bit better. It's really cool to see someone get. That's true. Always strive and prosper. Yep. You got to get uh, part of part of becoming what you want to be is just honing your craft. <laughs> see, again, what I'm saying, even just hearing your dulcet tones, I honestly say part of, you know, doing what you want to do is just honing your craft. I'm like, yeah, man, like I would like and subscribe. Just saying. Oh, it's possible. Well, I, I can't wait to tell you about this podcast I do. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you should really become a media figure. It would be great. Um, yeah, okay, well, now that we're done, you know, rooting and tooting and farting around, um, you are listening to Smite Me, the podcast about the Torah and its discontents. I'm Josh. I'm here with my beautiful and erudite co-hosts. We've got John. What's uh The Torah makes me feel very discontent. I wish it was better, just then I would feel content. Beautiful. And we've got Ayani. I'm an evil fucking YouTuber. <laughs> you would do it for good. I'm just saying you just you could use it for good or evil. Good and evil are subjective. I will do it for fun. There you go. For the for the lols, um, kids. Come on. Come on. This week we are talking about something you may have heard about, um, which is the birthright trip to Israel, the free all expenses trip to Israel open to any any Jew around the world, paid for by the Israeli government and lots of rich old creeps from the U.S. And hopefully by the end of this episode, we'll decide if the three of us, if we want to go uh, as a group. That's and, true. Uh, you know, I don't know, make a little documentary. I'm going to get also... kicked off, have to go to Burger King to charge our phones. What am I saying? Um, I um, am Burger Melech. Um... The uh, <laughs> I have to say, since I don't really hang out with a lot of Jews, and it is always like there are people who straight up don't believe you when you tell them that there is a all expense paid, like your flights and everything trip to to Israel that you can do just as long as you're like tangentially Jewish in some way. It's like a big leap for a lot of people. It's I mean, it's pretty unprecedented. Like there's not really anything else out there. If you hadn't heard of way. it. Yeah, if you hadn't heard of it, you'd be like, why would that be a thing? What are you talking about? It sounds insane. They'd give it to, they, you know, they're giving it to anyone. You just have to check the check the box. Um, no, actually, honestly, the number one reaction that I have is people just being like, oh, so can I just say that I'm Jewish? And like, people do <laughs> like to ask that. <laughs> yeah. And the answer is like, yeah, if you're about that life, like people, people do it sometimes. But it's, you know, you have to really... It's going to be uncomfortable in a lot of – because people are like, oh, it's just a free trip. And it's like, no, they tell you a bunch of insane shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like a very – it's a structured experience. Um, but I guess before we dive into it too much, why do you think this is like a worthy topic at all? Like why why are we diverting ourselves from the, do the greatest we, story guess, in history? Oh, right. I guess – am I getting ahead of ourselves here? Maybe a little bit. If, if we have any uh, smiteable deeds or Jews in the news we wanted to discuss. I mean – I'm a liar. That's a smiteable deed. Who did you lie to? I lied to. <laughs> Man, you want me to make a list? Come on. Yes, I please. had to get out of doing things I didn't want to do. That requires copious amounts of lying. Work I, things or life things? All of them. Baby, I don't want to do shit. 
I'm just trying to <laughs> fucking hang out with did my Did you did you boys. like get out of did you get out of jury duty by being like, listen, I'm a Twitch streamer. My followers are expecting me about 20 to 22 hours a day. So that does not leave a lot of time for jury duty. No, I've never had to get myself out of jury duty. I've always, um, but I'm always so inspired by the people who are actively trying not to get into jury duty. They are fucking hilarious. <sighs> I'm pretty confident I'll never be chosen on a jury. No, I remember the last time I was in there, I was getting a little worried because I was in the second round of picking and this one person goes up and it's like the CHP, California Highway Patrol versus someone else. And then the guy goes like, okay, this person number whatever. And the judge starts uh, speaking, right? Literally like goes, "Uh," and the person just goes, all cops are liars. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. That's, that's fire. And then when they were just like, they were just like, okay, well, I haven't asked the question. And he's just like, well, he's, he's lying. <laughs> but it's also like, you can pretty much just about any, like all cops are liars is a pretty good sentence, but you could say there's endless sentences you could say. Just, I could turn into a frog if I want. Yeah. They're really good. <laughs> they're really, yeah. They're looking for just like the medium, the median dumb person. And the problem is, is that's part of what skews our, our justice system so horribly is it's only people who have the fucking time to do it. Who have the time and just like no specialized knowledge about anything and are just and so no personal yeah. connection to anything. They're just like, well, maybe, I don't know. I heard about, heard about it. Like to be truly unbiased, you have to, your brains have to be spilling out of your head. Like there's just nothing going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've never, so, I've never been called. So you lied I've been, to get I've been out in of line, but then they just dismissed me. But I think I would essentially tell them all cops are liars. But like in my journalistic experience, all cops are liars. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want any of you journo's doing all your fucking muckraking in the fucking courtroom. Crawls <laughs> <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. That was a visual gag, but I, I raised my yeah. hand like a ghost and went ooh. He did a little head, a head side to side. Um, okay, so you lied. Yeah, I lied. I will continue to as well. This is ongoing. <laughs> and that's a promise. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't do anything too bad. Do we, oh, we I didn't should, do shit. We, we do have Jews in the news a little bit. You have to break the news. What Jews? It's news. Including Jews. Jews in the news. Who's that? Which Jews? Um, actually, it has to do with what we're talking about, too. Just kind of like, uh, what did they call the operation this time? Operation fucking bomb Palestinians in Gaza 3.0, which what is it? What do they call it today? Let me look it up. They're doing one of those again. They're doing a fucking. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, and this time it happened in relative proximity to another one. So nobody fucking gives a shit, <laughs> which is that's like a cool thing that if you want to follow mm-hmm. media trends, it's like, look, they bound, they bombed Gaza last year. Right, it's not what's it's not fresh enough. Yeah, they always do it. Jew believes. Oh, nice. I, mean, I kind of uh, I, f- I might have stopped. I might have dropped off doing them a little bit. I should make some more. Um, but uh, okay, here's one I've done before. I think it's one of the first ones I did. Um, call me a kike and I'll call you a cab to hell. <laughs> you did that one. Yeah, I just, yeah. You know. You're just you're just giving it to us again. <laughs> Fucking playing yeah. the hits. I love it. No, no, no. Yeah. No. All right. Um, the only horns I have is being horny for your mom. That's not what. That's that's just a weird <laughs> thing to say. That's not one. 
Um, we love being Jewish. Why else would we launch the most defensive ad campaign of all time? <laughs> that was good. I like that um, one. Okay, okay. This one, uh, think we eat blood libel? Well, technically, we would be drinking it, not eating it, but also we don't. What? Because people are like, oh, the Jews eat blood, and it's like, well, it's a liquid, so we would actually be... We've been over this. You can eat blood. Yeah, All right, eat blood. Yeah. I believe yeah. both Josh yeah. and I have. <laughs> yeah, to mixed mixed enjoyment. Yeah, I mean... Okay. Um, all right, this one, uh, the Holocaust never should have happened. I mean, what a bunch of bullshit. That, that one's a little... Yeah, no, some of them are just <laughs> yeah, facts. Just, yeah, that was... I think the world would have been a better place if that didn't happen. All right. I'm going to go on record and say it shouldn't have happened. No, yeah, yeah that's the, that's a smite me position. Um, yeah. And the final one here is uh, we've been persecuted for thousands and thousands of years. Isn't it time we start to get away with some certified freak shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, what are you drinking right now? He looks like he's drinking out of a fucking beaker. <laughs> It's a, it's a weird little wine cooler that a, a TaskRabbit client gave me. It's called Usual. It's the last one. You're taking wine coolers from TaskRabbit? I'm not taking them. If someone says, hey, you want some wine coolers? I'm not going to, you know, I got to take them. I didn't realize that wine coolers were still around. People are making all kinds of things, man. <laughs> I feel like recording, sitting around, recording your podcast while you drink a fucking wine cooler that your Task Rabbit client gave you is like that's a version of the New York dream. Here's the thing, honestly, yeah, is that if you're a wealthy New Yorker with too much time on your hands, there's a few ways you can go. You can start a weird billboard company for a religion, or you can, you know, bottle up some wine coolers. Mm-hmm. I prefer the wine cooler route. Straight up. Yeah. I would I would buy the fuck out of Jubilee wine <laughs> or Jubilong wine coolers. Yeah. Ooh, what would they be called? <laughs> um I can't think of one. The operation I'll th- I'll, Oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll think of some I'll think of some over the course of the episode. I'll, I'll just keep that in the back of my head. The eleventh plague. I don't know. Sure, sure. <laughs> the operation that they launched is called Operation Breaking Dawn. Breaking uh, Dawn? Isn't that the name of one of the Twilight novels? Why don't you fucking ask whoever the head of the IDF is? It is. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, from the, tw- the last big uh, one was Operation are we Black to believe? So the IDF stole uh, a title from the Twilight novels. They. That's... Um, are we to believe that the IDF committed uh, or just like they're just trying to do something epic like i kind of think they think it sounds cool i always wonder who gets to name it because there's a lot of really really bizarre names out there <laughs> breaking dawn is so funny plus they we can't did even it. pronounce we broke it dawn. breaking dawn <laughs> why would they name it something they can't even say Ah. Oh, breaking dawn. I, I was gonna say something along the lines of breaking winds just to ease the tension, but you know. Mm. Breaking Operation Breaking Wind. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So now Tolly Bennett eats too I like many that beans kind of and humor. does a big fire. Yeah. I like that kind of humor too. 
anyways uh-huh. so that's that's the jews in the news is there's like more exchanges of gunfire and all that stuff and then every now and then an apartment building will explode mm-hmm. the uh the what is that what's the word for when it's like a war but it's not a proper war between two sides and it's like a long kind of slow burner where one side is just like slowly i believe that's called conflict in the 21st century <laughs> Yeah, I no, I know, but there's some, there's some name for it. Um, anyway, never mind. No, the, the coolest That's thing a... that you can do now is to just constantly be at war without ever declaring that you're at war. Mm-hmm. I just want to buzz back in about the wine cooler because it says on here. <laughs> it's, wait, can I review what it, the, the copy says? It says zero grams of sugar. 6,124 bubbles, which that's a good bit. I, I stand by. I think that's funny. And then it says, it tastes like strawberry, rose petal, and rhubarb. Usualwines.com. Fuck it. That was just an ad read. Yeah. What give, the it, give us money. I don't it really know how to laugh. react to that. I just can't <laughs> overstate how much of a triangle you're drinking out of. You know? It's just kind of, it looks like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like, careful. It does look like a beaker. Yeah. Um... All right, folks. Okay. Unless we have any yeah, other I think Jews your smiteable deed is yeah, just drinking that wine cooler. Ayani lied. Um, Israel plagiarized. Inky binky bonky. <laughs> Davinky, you know it's. There you go. Twilight's the one with the vampires, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like horny vamps, and it's written by a Mormon lady. Oof, that's a yeah. horny vampire herself. <laughs> Dude, Jews, Jews, we don't have uh, we don't have vampies, do we? We're not vampy people. Uh, I feel like maybe in Kabbalah. Okay, man, we should do like a Jewish demons one. But also, yeah. I was thinking about this because, like, what vampires supposedly do is the same thing as what Jews are accused of doing: just drinking blood. You mm. know what I mean? And I feel like Transylvania. There are probably some shtetls there. Realistically, Transylvania. Yeah, it's the vampire place, right? No, I know. I'm thinking of. I'm. I'm aware of what Transylvania is. I'm thinking of how many. <laughs> no, no, no. That's where vampires from, bro. <laughs> check it out. Wait, check this out, though. How come vampires got a whole country, but werewolves like aren't sovereign or whatever? <laughs> I don't even want to begin to entertain this conversation. <laughs> I love that this guy aren't sovereign. <laughs> that they aren't, uh, you know, sovereign or whatever. <laughs> He clearly learned the word sovereign a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, just read Imagine Communities. And uh... anyway. Okay. Do you, want, do you guys want to talk about birthright? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk about the right that I might have because I'm born to a particular tradition and that makes it so that I can have the right to just be in a certain place regardless of whether people want me there or not? I don't even mean yeah. to just extend that to Palestinians. I feel like birthright people might be annoying for Israeli citizens as well. That's a very good point. <laughs> That's a very good point, is they are. It, I mean, yeah. As I remember lifelong... being, I wasn't on birthright, but I was like a 17-year-old being driven around on a bus around Israel. And yeah, like Israeli people rolled their eyes at us and they were like, they called us Americans. Really? <laughs> yeah. Does that mean... Something beyond just American? No. But I mean, uh-huh. you know, you say it with enough stank on it, it, it takes on its <laughs> yeah. own meaning. Yeah, Should maybe, people... honestly, could we start on that on that sort of personal place? Like, why did you, 
before we get into our, you know, history and critique and all that, like, why did you personally go to Israel? Because my friends were going and it seemed fun. I don't know. Because they, they pushed this pro. We went to camp. That's where we all met, right? And at camp, they, they pushed this program on us. They, people, there were plenty of, of people older than us that we looked up to that had been on this program and said, like, it's a lot of fun. You should go. And they, they, so it was, ca- they did it. It was casual and it was also formal. Like, there would be times when, they would sit us all down in a auditorium or, or, you know, whatever space and have some, like do a presentation about this Israel program. The one I went on again, it was not birthright. It was a different one. Um, birthright is kind of the, I'd say the flagship program, Mm -hmm. but this Um, isn't like the same school of programs, I would say. Yeah. Connecting youth in the Jewish diaspora to the place. Did you have to pay to go on it? Yeah. I mean, I was a I was a teenager. I didn't have any money, so that's the um, business model right there. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Oh yeah, I guess that's a good point because birthright you don't have to pay for, but this one, yeah, you do have to pay for. Josh, have you ever have you ever been to Israel or Palestine? Um, my sister went on the same program that John did, and we visited her while we were there. Um, while she was there, rather. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, she was, like, in the same boat. Um, but I'm curious, John, like, did you get anything out of it? Or, like, what was any, any like, enduring anything about that program? Or was it kind of just, like, um, a hang in Well, country, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend this is a, an improvised line because it's a, something I've said on, on stage before. But um, I met I, – I don't plan on going back to Israel really anytime soon, but I did meet people that I'm, I'm st- I still talk to. So maybe the real Jewish ethnostate was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched you say that uh-huh. on stage, and I so laugh in a harder. way they did sort of they did sort of get you. Well, yeah, I mean they, the the people. It's interesting because the people from that there's like a, a handful of people from that trip that like live in New York now and that I've I've seen since I've been here, and like most of the people that I'm interested in keeping up with kind of have similar politics to me, yeah. where they're like relatively anti-Zionist, but at the same time like did the trip succeed by making us still friends or did it fail by like us being still friends and being like completely content not to be friends in Israel. Right. Cause I mean, they, part of what they want to do is to like bring young Jewish people together and like it, it works. Like, I don't know, just, it's kind of an interesting thing to, to chew on because Mm -hmm. they didn't fully get what they wanted out of us, but it's kind of like what Danny Salcedo said about how, like, we all are doing this podcast thinking we're being so subversive, but this is exactly what they want. But it's like, is it what that trip wanted if we are kind of all expressly anti-Zionists? Probably not, but they, it makes them look good if they say that they're open to, I don't know. Did you um, did you interact with any Israeli soldiers? Like, were they watching over your program or guarding the kibbutz? Or yeah, I remember like you got to shoot the guns. We got to shoot the guns. Yeah, that we did the, a week in um, in called Godna, where we like had to pretend to be in the army. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. it sucked ass because the in the army they yell at you. I was gonna say, to... were you a good soldier? No. Look, do you think I would be a good soldier? No, but. <laughs> I just wanted, oh, no. to, wanted to know. I feel like it's just yeah, it's just a lot of like them shouting at you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I also like fucked around and got in trouble a lot, and like 
we would supposed we were supposed to like walk in a straight line everywhere and be serious and i would like jump and like click my heels together or shit like that <laughs> and i would just like try to uh-huh get a laugh whenever i could which is like a little rush but it's also not that hard to get a laugh when it's always serious time like the to cut yeah. you just have to cut the tension a little bit uh-huh one little fart noise goes a long way you know did anyone like hook <laughs> up with the israelis while they were um or like i suppose probably each other too each other, yeah. And then, like, yeah, I think probably the women did more than the guys just because mm-hmm. the ladies, no, they're not women. They're children, too. But they were probably hooking up. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the experience is there's, like, a gorgeous six-foot-four olive-skinned man named Edan who just <laughs> uh-huh. was designed by the pentagon to have amazing (laughs) sex with 17 year old jewish okay we don't have to anyway (laughs) whoa all right getting Uh, a little uh too real getting a little too real (laughs) okay good to know that or yeah just interesting to hear about your experience because yeah in many ways as you were saying you were not exactly having the experience that they wanted you to have or at least like 10 years down the line like i'm not i don't Mm -hmm. feel about it the way that they would have hoped but some people do so it's like they know that you're they're not gonna have a hundred percent gotta cast a wide net yeah yeah Mm -hmm. a hundred percent of the shots you don't take a wide net to get all those jews you know true (laughs) man i i would be pissed if when they when they got all of us, I would be pissed if it was because of nets. Like, <laughs> if the Holocaust involved them literally us getting caught in nets, that would be next level humiliation. All right, not that the Holocaust. Anyway, Whew, really, uh, putting my foot in my mouth today, uh-huh. Israel style. <sighs> yeah, really breaking dawn with some of these opinions. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're really breaking down on that one, buddy. Uh, that's that's good. This is fun. This is fun. We're having fun. We're having fun. Birthright. Uh, yeah, okay. None uh, of us have been, so to keep that in mind, been. that's okay. So, But that also is interesting. So, John, you're the only one who's been on an Israel, quote-unquote, program. Right. You've both yeah. been on I've been to the, the land. You went with your family? Mm-hmm. I went with my familia, yes. Um, okay. It was an interesting experience. Um, I think I don't know. I I don't think there's too much to it in terms of like my experience. There was pretty like not exciting. It's very like it's a cool place in the sense of like shit is fucking old there, and I like history. Like you know, and it's cool to see that like there's all this different stuff from so long because people have just been living there for so long or whatever. But in terms of like jewishness and ideology and religion like i don't know miss me with that shit it's not that cool like i was pretty moved by the western wall in a way well i mean i so i went uh, my sister was in high school i was i think in eighth grade maybe didn't know that much about the any of the context but i just but not even like oh wow i feel so jewish because of this i was more just like i'm in a place that's holy to people and i hadn't really been in a place like that and i could just feel that 
that was probably the main thing. But even then, I remember it was like I went there and then I remember looking up on a rooftop and there was like an Israeli guy with one Uzi in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just remember being like, that's fucking crazy. And then that was kind what of the was extent he up to? That was, he was Operation like, Terminator, bro. He was just, yeah, doing like security stuff. Yeah, with but an you Uzi can't... in each hand. I'm not a gun expert, but wouldn't you need probably two hands to operate one a, a single Uzi? <laughs> not if you're the Terminator, dude. Come on. Not if you're Edan. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Just the he's way got the... the he's got the mecha suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, his his skeleton is actually an endoskeleton with carbon fiber, whatever the fuck. He's he's. That's right. He was born in carbon fiber. <laughs> he was Salvon Fibel. He was born to guard the paper uh kipot and yamakas that they give you because you're not allowed to walk there with your head uncovered. Yes. Also, I think it was weird because my mom is like very Jewish and all of that, and then you have to be separated men and women, right? So I yeah. just ended up going to the Western <clears throat> Wall with my dad, who I mean, he was like, Wow, this is cool, this is old, but like doesn't have any kind of connection to it. That definitely probably yeah colored my experience where it's like everyone around me looks nothing like me and is having this profound experience and i'm kind of sitting here being like okay it's like eating a pepper you thought was going to be spicy or something where you're like i'm ready Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah make that shit what are we going to do the thingy do i get beamed up does god speak to me oh no this i think this is just super old Mm mm-hmm Okay, so in, in ways kind of like we all, I think it's interesting. So like we are kind of the target population for Birthright. Hell yeah, bro. It came, it's, a, it's a program. It came about after they did this survey of the Jewish population in the 90s where they were asking Jew, the, Jewish, the National Jewish Population Survey, 1990. They were asking Jews about their identity, who they were marrying, so on and so forth. And the finding was that you know, Jews in the diaspora, most of them were marrying outside of the faith. And so then this set off like this huge, they called it a crisis of continuity. Like they were, people were worried that, you know, demographic decline. Continuity error. <laughs> Zeepsorp. Um, you know, just that Jews wouldn't keep marrying Jews and being Jewish and that like assimilation had gone too far. And so a bunch of rich old creeps uh set this program up with the idea that you know they would find people like us out in america living our little assimilationist lives and then like blow us away with israel yeah i guess it could be said that all three of us maybe have reason to take that kind of personally because we're all in relationships with gentiles Mm -hmm. just a little observation wow that is really makes you actually, think that's kind of hilarious yeah i've actually <laughs> never been in a relationship with a jewish person i don't think hmm. i don't know if you'd what if you would call what i had at camps relationships but i don't know yeah i'm not really counting that i think that's just horny yeah. by proximity mm-hmm. um, though interestingly that's that's a part of the relationships no, I mean, I, they want in birthright as well <laughs> but we'll get there um yeah so i think what i think one of the things 
it was kind of I, I know it was like the 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 survey that they took and i think there's also this very express like it was developed more in, around that time too of like jewish education as it is understood by like the um the jewish agencies in the u.s meant zionist education mm-hmm. and like really like a pivot towards towards that like and, and we've definitely received the end of that like they they didn't so much say it but they were like part of being jewish is being a zionist and i totally. remember like when i was going to the temple that i went to in san francisco there were all these like weird quote-unquote embarrassing things because that was a or a congregation that was like kind of anti-zionist during the time mm. it was just kind of like mm-hmm. mm, wh- how about there's like always been like a pretty strong jewish uh population and like influential population in san francisco so i think there was a lot of people that are like we're doing fine here uh-huh right we're our right. own community yeah and it's kind of it's an interesting byproduct to like the guy who suggested it in the very early early days was yossi bellin he was like a pretty liberal israeli uh he was the foreign minister during the oslo peace process and there's I, I from what i understand is kind of there's just the sense of like the, the Israel-Palestine conflicts was moving towards resolution, at least from the Israeli perspective. They thought, okay, maybe this is like a little more settled, and like now we can kind of set about this like other project of like connecting. You know, now that we've figured it out, like we can connect Jews in the U.S. and other places to this thing. And then this dude Yossi Bellin, the the guy who proposed it, he said he wanted the create a situation whereby spouses are available. <laughs> he was kind of like, <laughs> Oh, okay. just, yeah. So this is kind of <laughs> like, we just, we're, we're making it so that some spouses are available <laughs> straight up. So he said the quiet yeah. part out loud. That's fine though. Yeah. That was like later him describing what he wanted Creating out of it. Creating but... situations whereby spouses are available. Wow. You know yeah. that he worked for the government. That is, that's how a government yes. goon talks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's like some Jordan Peterson talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have to get back to an economic situation where there are spouses available. That wasn't yes. like a Jordan Peterson, but you know, I need spirit, a lot more Kermit the Frog in there. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been, it's been a program since 1999. I thought it was much older Me for too. some reason. Um, did not realize it was such a recent invention though interestingly like it kind of mirrors this 1950 law the jewish law of return where if you're a jew anywhere in the world you can come back to israel and be a citizen right eventually it's like they made that law and then it wasn't strong enough so that they're like now we're paying for it it's like when you're it's like when you're trying to put on a comedy show and you're like free show and that uh, doesn't work. So you're like free beer too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of amazing. Honestly, when you, when you compare it, like, so there's the Jewish law of return. It's like, you already can come back to this place. Even if you never lived there, even if you never had any sort of family tie to it, you could come back and become a citizen. If you're a Jewish person, Palestinian people who are expelled by force by the hundreds of thousands don't have that same right uh you know the jewish or the israeli government's explicitly you know against the law of return for palestinian people and so it's like not only is that inequality already there but then it's like as you said they're sweetening the deal it's like not only can you just come back to this place and be a citizen even if you have no history but like we'll pay for it and give you like a recruitment tour basically whereby spouses will be available 
Yeah. 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 So then, yeah. <laughs> when I want to. I want to do a prank call. We don't have to do it live on the show if we don't want. If you don't want, but I want to do a prank call to like the International Birthright Office and be like, "Hey, you guys got any uh, spouses available?" <laughs> I was told there would be situations where my spouses would be available. <laughs> I'm just looking to get in some situations. Um, yeah, so if you can just show that you're Jewish, you can go on this thing for free. Birthright doesn't actually put on the trips. They just, for the most part, they fund what different do you mean? groups. They, oh, they're like an umbrella organization. So there's like the Hillel birthright trips. There's one from APAC, the American-Israeli Political Affairs Committee. Cool. If your birthright trip isn't birthrighty enough. Yeah, I got damn. There are ones one. that are like entrepreneurship, hustle, grind set focused. <laughs> oh my like, god, we have to go on one of those. That would be fucking funny. <laughs> um, oh my god. There are ones that are like about hiking. Um, needless to say, none of these trips feature pretty much any interactions with um, uh, either Palestinians or Palestinians with Israeli citizenship. Um, it's just not part of what they do. So I think, so I think all overall the, the trips are, they're like 10 days, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, it's a pretty quick trip. They're not like putting you up for like months and months at a time. And they get and the itinerary is like 15 hours a day. Like it's like not, you're not just, they don't just give you the tickets. Yeah. You, and you can't leave, right? You can't fucking go wander off. No, if you no. leave, then you don't get your like travel covered anymore oh <laughs> so you can straight up go AWOL oh no, I guess well I... you can but 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 you don't get to that your free ride is no longer free okay, but you but... got the free ride there already right yeah I was gonna say yeah. technically that's not really a problem for them is it yeah I mean <laughs> a lot of like there are a couple kind of more like liberal Jewish groups or just like anti-Zionist groups that are like encourage people to do that like if not now um there's some other people who have explicitly been like accepted and then walk off and like go go talk to some non non-assigned people i actually yeah. did like a i don't know well whatever i'll talk about it. i did an action with if not now where we like found out when some group was leaving on a birthright trip and like showed up at sfo with like snacks and also just like the truth <laughs> in, in little pamphlets but then what? and that but then there's like people i knew on who were on the trip and they were a little weirded out that we were there uh-huh. it, it was the kind of thing where i was really into it in theory and then when it started i was like uh, it is weird <laughs> like there's no uh-huh. but anyway it was a good time if not now is a i don't know they're they're a good organization you should check them out okay so I think there's a couple things worth talking about the birthright trip in terms of just the physicality of like what they do. Number one is that they basically they they hit the big three, right? They hit the Western Wall, they hit the Dead Sea, and then they hit probably like one of the other like old ass locations that just has a bunch of mm-hmm. Hebrew all over it. Um, Masada, where all those that shit Hebrew is warriors kill themselves. Fucked up. Um, but yeah, basically, but then what they do also is that like for six of the days, I think they like hang out with like IDF members, which I think is really yeah. interesting. And it's one of the ways that like w- during my research, there's kind of like a big it's not really de- debate, but they're kind of like iffy on like how involved the Israeli state is 
You know, they're mm, kind of like, well, mm-hmm. no, it's not like we don't get money straight up from the state of Israel. They actually, I mean, they do, though. They do, they do. for sure. But then yeah. also, like, even if they weren't necessarily, like, putting tax revenue in it, for example, like, you have members of the military who show up and hang out. Like, if that's not an extension of the state giving endorsement, then, like, what the fuck is it? Like, yeah. yeah. They don't just let <laughs> arm the army go hang out with people without the government knowing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is um, it's kind of wild. So this this thing you're talking about is is a, the biggest like the central part of the curriculum. It's called a mifgash or an encounter. Oh. Um, yes, and they and so they designed it. They like wanted show me your mifgash. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, they wanted these encounters to happen because they thought it'd be this great like bonding experience. And then I was reading an interview of this guy Elan Ezrachi, who is this Israeli educator who helped them like develop the curriculum of birthright mm-hmm. um and he they were like it moves very fast what we call a hormonal mifgash things happen <laughs> again it's just like they want the horniness they want the, yeah they want it's us like to be ex- horny yeah oh and they want you to hook up with like as you were saying you know this like strapping israeli soldier you're getting 18-year-olds doing their compulsory military service in a desert c- country. So you got, like, you know, people who are, like, buff, tough, tan. Hanging out with their fucking shirts off. Yeah. Buff, tough, and tan, yeah. Yep. They got an Uzi in each hand. <laughs> That's how buff they are. <laughs> carbon, a cod piece made out of carbon fiber. It's it's a beautiful sight. Uh yeah, that, that's all I had in terms of the physicality of it. Um, I think... Physicality. Oh, mm. hey, physicality, mm. indeed. Mm. Um, it's funded by interesting people, I think. Um, I think, and it's also something that, like, the funding and sort of where they're at, there's, like, an interesting push-pull within, I think, Birthright and sort of how they like to message between, like, how explicitly political they are which is silly yeah. because by the nature of what they're doing, they are extremely political. But totally. it's called fucking they in- birthright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they insist that they're non-political, which but is kind of hilarious. I think also it's like important to understand that within the context of the people who are going on it, i.e. other Jews like us who might not necessarily be as informed or involved in like in that region and kind of like the history of, of Israel and Palestine, I think it's like very easy to imagine that like it's not political quote unquote right yeah which is fucked up but that's you know that's that's a reality but i think what's interesting too is like the two people who founded it are like very kind of different people and like a lot of the groups that kind of fund it are are very different you kind of have on one end like what you're saying like kind of the explicit like spouses will be made available kind of like yeah we're trying to get people here horny and fuck and fucking like jewishly yeah with the idea that there will be more jews later and there are also on the other end people like just like well it's like a cool thing that like after all this time jews can sort of return to the land that they're from and we should foster a connection with that so you have one end Mm -hmm. this guy um what's his fucking name that's his fucking idiot's name bronfman well, no, uh, Charles, Seagram's guy. Yeah, you have Charles Bronfman, who's like the heir to the Seagrams. Uh, wait, no, is that him? 
Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Which, um, uh, yeah, I, I like that detail a lot because if, if you go on these tri- one of these trips, like, you're going to be drinking some Seagrams, let me tell you. <laughs> really? You're gonna be, I mean, yeah, you're going to be drinking some trash gin. Seagram's, Seagram's not bad, I don't know. Trash. It's not great. No, I but... guess I just I don't know. You're gonna be it's not it's not super fancy no, yeah, though. You're yeah. gonna be Yeah, Bronfman is some... the Seagram's guy and Steinhardt's the Wall, guy. Wall Street guy. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Charles Bronfman is an interesting character just in that like he's one of these there's not even that many anymore. The like I think that they're not really well intentioned overall, but they I think they do genuinely want like peace kind of people who are like they don't really want to concede anything to anyone but they would like there not to be any more bombs and rockets right so they're people they want peace quote unquote but their yeah. version of peace is like like the phrase yeah. no justice no peace they're like how about no justice yes peace <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that's a good way of putting it but he's like been very vocal and like it's even on his wikipedia and stuff and you can see like interviews with him where he's like kind of advocating often for like Israel to concede territory as a way of like stabilizing the area and to be like, look like there are, they're willing to admit that there are things that like that was uh, not necessarily like a cool thing or necessarily within the laws that we agree as an international body should be allowed. And those things should stop. And then on the other end, this other guy who started it, Michael Steinhardt, this fucking uh, hedge fund guy is like this fucking wheeling and dealing fucking piece of shit like sexual predator and fucking like relic stealer yeah that's he's a slime ball <laughs> who's like he's like been fined multiple times and had to give over like multiple times like 60 million dollars worth of just antiquities that were just straight up stolen from other places and shit mm-hmm. and like that's the other guy who's on the who's who started this thing and i think it's very interesting because there's like the like i would argue misguided but like kind of well-meaning like end of of israeli politics too and like our israeli or israel education and then there's also the straight up Mm -hmm. the people who are like if we steal all the relics that are not of jewish things then there are no jewish things in israel or there are no non-jewish things in israel which means we Uh get all of it like yeah i have some other interesting details about the funders so yeah as you mentioned Annie steinhardt uh been accused credibly a lot of times of uh, sexually harassing people who work for him. Um, so one in one of our other episodes, we were talking about Les Wexner, the uh, Victoria's Secret founder, or guy who eventually owned it, just like retail billionaire guy. All of these guys, Steinhardt, Bronfen, Wexner, they were all friends with each other, and they were in this thing called the Mega Group that they organized amongst oh, themselves. Cool. And it was like, uh, again, this is just the like they're doing the propaganda on behalf of the propagandists accidentally. It was this group of like influential Jewish businessmen in New York. You had to pay $30,000 a year to be part of it. And they would just kind of hang out and talk about like how they were going to, you know, give away lots of money and defend the, the Jewish future and stuff. Steven Spielberg was sometimes come. Um, and I yeah, I think like. Beyond just the kind of hilariousness of being in a group of rich guys and being like, we are the mega group. Like, I think it speaks to the fact that Birthright at the end of the day is kind of like these kind of just rich guys being like, you know, we have to do this for the future of the Jewish people. This is like our pet idea. 
and we have the money to make it exist. So like, it's one of those things where it's become this influential like institution in Jewish life. But at a certain point, like what that institution does is like what's happening in the mega group, like penthouse. <laughs> Do you think those guys got to watch ET early? Like before the theatrical release? <laughs> Yeah, probably. Like one of the times they just went over to Miller's place and he just showed them E.T. on the projector and they got high and they were like, dude, that was mm-hmm. fucking sick. Yeah. And then perhaps like the most controversial of the funders of Birthright. I don't know. Does anyone want to talk about the big man himself? Shelly? Oh. Yeah. Sheldon oh, Nadelson, baby. Who is Sheldon Sheldon, my boy. My boy. I, I don't even know where to start. A creature um, from Black Lagoon. Sheldon Adelson is from Boston, even though he looks like he's from Eli Valley's imagination. <laughs> um, wow. And yeah, I you, about sir, it. win the internet. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's just, I mean, I feel like most people who are listening have probably heard of him. He, like, big funder of is of, of Birthright, big funder of. President Donald J. Trump. Um, casino. He's not Jewish, though, right? No. He is Jewish. He is? I thought he was... I'm pretty sure. I thought Look he was him. ultimate... Oh, come on, John. I mean, okay. <laughs> if he's not Jewish, I'll eat my foreskin. <laughs> That's... You're not you wouldn't even know where to find it. That's <laughs> probably... I don't know. Probably in, like, the upstairs cabinet or all the old... Anyway, um. Oh, so no, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Uh, okay. All right, all right. No, no I thought right. he was. It's easy to. Th- I thought he was just like ultimate cynic. I mean, he yeah. is. I Well, in a different way, I guess. Um, Yikes. What a man to look at a picture of. That's what I'm saying, dude. He really looks like. Just. He's like a, it's interesting because he is like a bootstraps, like uh, started from the bottom. Now we hear type guy. Like he was born into a relatively working class family in Boston, um, and then he just well, I guess no, he borrowed a bunch of money from like uncles and shit to like start his big businesses. But his parents were what? What were they? Like cab drivers and shit. Sorry, I, mean- I, I looked this. It's just interesting because it's like, what else was this guy going to... You look at this guy, like, is he going to be... Was he going to be a dock worker? Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> you know, is he going to be unloading... Is he going to be a, a longshoreman? Like, let's get real. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think the, interest, the, the point to make about Adelson, in addition to just the insane way that he looks, is just that, like... He's representative, like, a lot of just, like, rich right-wing guys love Birthright. There's Adelson, there's this guy Bernie Marcus, uh, no relation, I might add, um, who was one of the founders of Home Depot. He's a big Trump guy. Uh, He's a big donor to Birthright. Um, A lot of the Birthright guys have, like, business interests in Israel. Some of them have donated philanthropically to building settlements in illegal places. Like, it's like a it's like funded by like right wing guys. I have some thoughts on, on Adelson though. Cause he, the fact that he's throws so much money at, at Israel and birthright and also is this like casino magnate 
in Vegas is like, if you really believe in like, how come there's no, how come there's no casinos in Israel? I guess that's what I wanted to get at right now. If you're such a, if you're so into Israel and you're so into your casinos, why don't you start a few casinos in Israel? You know, but there's none because it's gambling. Are there no casinos in Israel? No, I don't. I think there's probably a couple, but it's not, it's not like a big part of the culture. Maybe that's not as good of a point as I... Wow. On his Wikipedia page, it says, Fighting cannabis legislation was a personal passion of Adelson, whose son, Mitchell, died of an overdose of heroin and cocaine. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, wait, he's fighting weed legislation? <laughs> yeah. The... Wow. Yeah. Damn. Sorry about your son, Rip. <laughs> Rip um... Little Sheldon. <laughs> young Sheldon. I probably shouldn't laugh at Sheldon. that, but that's just like... Like fighting, fighting sharks, fighting sharks was a big passion of his. After all, his son had been killed by lions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Um, what an idiot. Uh, Sheldon sometimes shows up on birth birthright trips, which I didn't uh, realize. Oh, with the oh, Halloween I edition? Have... <laughs> <laughs> he jumps out of a bush and scares children. Um... No, I have friends, I'm not going to name them, but I have friends who got back from a birthright trip they were on and told me that, like, on the last day of it, there there's, like, a, all, a bunch of different birthright trips were gathered around this, like, giant stage. In... Did they go to the birthright Coachella? Because I kind of want to talk about this. <laughs> oh, they do a mega event. Sorry. They yeah. went to birthright Coachella, yeah, and Sheldon Adelson was the big speaker, and they were, like, dancing IDF soldiers, and they were, my one of my, one of them was, like, they were, like, protesting it and, like, booing Sheldon Adelson, and then tons of people around them were just being like shut up shut the fuck up you fucking idiot <laughs> cool. it was just oh my like god a nightmare uh from- i see i've got some uh, i've got some quotes i think from that event like i was just Please. reading someone's was, account of it who and it wait, did you coin the term birthright coachella um no people like said that it was coachella like but i guess i could all claim the the two words please tell us about other. it um yeah so like it's this big event they did it in a stadium there's like all this edm playing sheldon adelson gets on stage and he said bds is trying to make headway on campuses all over the world that's boycott divestment and sanctions and we're gonna fight back they're telling lies about genocide and apartheid there's none of that here that's south africa it's not here in israel the arabs have better living conditions than they do in most countries and so then this kind of just is the saying the quiet part out loud he says it's up to you to become ambassadors for Israel. It is up to you to be our soldiers abroad, ready yep. to lobby governments and sway public opinion in Israel's favor. So I'm just going to go. say right quick, just a little uh, intro- uh, like interjection is that that guy's on your side. That's the guy. That's what he's saying. So if you want to come over to our side, that's okay. No one's going to judge you. <laughs> I'm also just imagining like he's giving this speech and in the background it's just like I drove my car into the bridge I don't care I love it <laughs> oh and then this was the detail that I couldn't so then after he gets off stage this is just some journalists writing about it uniformed soldiers performed an upbeat pop song clips of bombs going off soldiers outfitted in gas masks and IDF training camps played in a loop in the background <laughs> So, yeah, they're just, like, giving this, like, I don't know, just, like, crazy propaganda performance, basically. Again, if you want to come over and hang out with us, there's still room. <laughs> yeah, it's what just so bizarre. Like the Zionist Hunger Games Nightmare Festival? <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny that, like, 
on another right is so into birthright because I'm just sort of thinking like birth you totally picture Sorry. the um the Fox News report on like if this was if there was something about this like in China and be like and they make you go they have an armed escort from the People's Republic of China and then they go in this festival and you know it's a horror show like it's kind of well that's the thing I that I think gets to me about it is it's like again since most of the people who I hang out with like aren't Jewish or whatever. And like they can share their perspective. It sounds insane to people because yeah. it's fucking insane. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Because you're like, what are you talking about? Like, they, wait. Yeah. So the state pays for you to come over, get puts you on a little trip. You hang out with some of its soldiers, and then fucking Sheldon Adelson gets on stage <laughs> during the middle of an EDM <laughs> concert to tell you to be the soldiers abroad as fucking loops of death and destruction happen behind him. That's the real thing again yeah like it, it's fucking it's it is bizarre it's very bizarre <laughs> oh man yeah um which is interesting too because there is a little thing on the wikipedia page about birthright that i think is interesting is that it inspired similar programs for like other diasporic populations um mm. which is kind of interesting there's like birthright greece apparently there's birthright armenia and i think what's really interesting about that is it's like I want I because I don't know enough about like those communities or like what's going on in those countries or whatever. Like I'm kind of curious if they have the same political like ends Mm -hmm. because like I don't think anyone is like, well, but there's no political equivalent. Like, I don't know. I mean, there are similar situations, but like, does Greece need to sell people on Greece that hard? I don't see that's the thing is like I don't know like what aspects of uh like I don't know kind of like what aspects of 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 like Greek politics need there to be like more Greek people, right? Same with what uh-huh. aspect of Armenian politics needs there to be more Armenian people. Like I know that there's an like both but... of those populations have sort of been displaced, um, especially in the last like two centuries or or so. Um, and that like that's kind of ongoing right now in uh, in like the war between like Artsakh and Azerbaijan. Wait, no, not Azerbaijan. No, it's over Azerbaijan. It Azerbaijan. And, yeah, I forget the name of the region. But like, I, I like, I, I wonder if they if they have the same like political ends of like the goal is to get diasporic Armenian kids back into Armenia and fucking other Armenians. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's the 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 same thing yeah there's um i don't know how this program works exactly but i know ghana has something called or a couple years ago had this thing called the year of return and i think it was tied to some like historic anniversary of like when enslaved people started leaving from ghana and like encouraging yeah a similar thing like diasporic Ghanaians to come back and kind of build some of those connections yeah i mean look i don't i don't think the idea inherently of you know, connecting with your roots is like suspect, but like if you're using the emotional power of that, I think pretty natural longing to like know where you're from or where you've been told you're from as a way to kind of build political power used to do violence on people, then you've crossed a line. <laughs> ah, well said. It just, yeah. Yeah, I you've mean, crossed the damn line. <laughs> you crossed the line, Sheldon. 
<laughs> Sheldon Adelson, you've crossed the line. You hear, I'll hear. see you at SmackDown versus Raw <laughs> next Saturday. Honestly, like we got to see SmackDown with Trump. It's it's sad that we never saw mm-hmm. SmackDown with Sheldon Adelson. Um, yeah. Sheldon Adelson is married to or his he left behind a widow named Miriam Adelson. Um and what I love about them is that they um while they were alive, they were an age gap couple, you know, big age gap between the two of them. But Sheldon Adelson is so old that she was 40 years younger than him, but just was also old, which I always love when that kind of thing happens, you know? Um, she was born, if you go on her Wikipedia page, she was born in like, or like, it says on there that she was born in like Mandate Palestine because she was born in the territory in like 1945. Like she's literally older oh, wow. than Israel. Wow. Um, and... I, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up the clip because I just think you guys both deserve to see it. It's a Trump clip. It's, she was, does she received a presidential medal of freedom from Donald Trump, but just, it's a rare Trump clip, which you guys both cool with that. Cause I feel yeah, like showing someone a rare Trump clip is kind of like showing them a nude. It's like, it, it. It could be it's it can be real good stuff, but you just you have to make sure everyone's yeah. They make the sure the audience page. is primed. Yeah, primed so. and ready to go. Wait. This year, it is my true privilege to award this honor to seven extraordinary Americans: Senator Orrin Hatch, the late great Justice Antonin Scalia, Miriam Adelson, Roger Staubach. Alan Page, and two more recipients who are no longer with us, but whose legacies will live on forever. Legendary Babe Ruth, legendary Elvis Presley. Two legends. Miriam Adelson. All right, that's all. Um, I just kind of wanted to highlight the fact... (laughs) So, uh... So what I'm gathering here, and I could be wrong about how the Presidential Medal of Freedom works. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad there's a payoff here. Um, but what I'm gathering is that the year that he gave Miriam Adelson the Presidential Medal of Freedom, he also he like found out that he's you're allowed to give it to dead people, and so he just also gave it to Babe Ruth and Elvis Presley. <laughs> is that? I mean, you're probably more well versed on this kind of thing, Josh. Is that uh, is that what we think happened here? Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's like all this. There's like the way things are done in the White House, and there are lots of you know like binders and protocols or whatever. And just like Trump never read any of that shit. So I mean, who knows? Like, if you can give it to dead people or not, but he just probably just did. I. See, just, it's so funny to. Like giving it to Babe Ruth and Elvis Presley is just so funny to me. It's like I can't exactly say why, but it's kind of like having ice cream for dinner. It's just like well, it's like as much as it's kind of shameless. It's as much as a fucking glumber fuck as he is. It's like he has the political sense to like I'll be the president. Get awards the presidential award for freedom to fucking Babe Ruth and Elvis Presley. People will love that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure people were like. See, someone who knows what real America is all about. Right. Like crying it's like, laughing emoji. You might like, as well give it to Rocky Balboa. 
But what I love about it is it's like the way he does it is he just kind of like slips it in with the <laughs> with all the other people. It's like we're gathered yes. here today to celebrate these three people you see in front of you. I'm about to give them a medal. Also, who loves Babe Ruth? This guy right here. <laughs> and he also gave it to Antonin Scalia, which I mean, fuck Antonin Scalia, but at least it kind of makes sense why that would be happening. And, but he does that separately from the Babe Ruth and Elvis Presley because he knows. Well, well like, he knows. He yeah, that's in the Antonin Scalia, and like right. he's part of the like political machine that is that is related to and like actively benefited from Antonin. So like, there's like a reasoning behind it. Like, I don't think you could explain to, I don't think you could explain to Babe Ruth what Donald Trump is, and have <laughs> and have like past Babe Ruth understand. But also, he says those two last as if they are dessert. Yeah, they're the most important. <laughs> yeah. Nobody gives a anyway. fuck about fucking Miriam Adelson. Seriously. She's, she's got cool bangs, you know, for just trying to, trying to keep it positive. Hey, man, silver linings, good hair, you know, good mm-hmm. sense of fashion. That's what happens when you can hire people to fucking attend to you every day, you know. Um, she also there's a quote from her on her Wikipedia where she says like she's like praising Donald Trump and she's like the Jews should give a sixth book of the Torah to Donald Trump, um, which is an insane thing to say. But also maybe not. Maybe that is accurate because he's a man who like biblical things happen to that man. <laughs> what do you mean? Just like. Yeah, he's explain. Just, like just. Things that only like God, it almost as if God has selected him to be like the special boy because he's just he, the amount of times he's got he, like his fate, you know, he should be dead. You know, he should be he's just escaped, escaped certain death so many times. He does. I will say his life is kind of like there once was like a very angry king who lived in a tall <laughs> tower. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he does an, live us. Yeah, he's an he's, angry, he's an angry king that we hear about on Shabbat, where like the end of the rabbi's story is him learning a lesson, but he does not learn the lesson. Like his first wife, he quarreled with, and his second, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a little. I don't know. Do we have any more birthright stuff to say? I just have a funny thing. I was trying to think of like a world, like what's the world where Israel exists. And all of that, where birthright is a thing where it's like not completely nefarious, right? Well, I don't want to say completely nefarious, but where there isn't at least a tinge of nefariousness in everything that happens. And I was like, I guess the version, the alternate history that that requires is like all of these Jews emigrate to Palestine, form like a guerrilla alliance with the indigenous Palestinians there and wage like a fucking 30 year long war against first the Ottomans and then the like British mandate. And then basically form a, a a new separate. It's just like the promise of what Israel is supposed to be and what you're supposed to kind of get out of birthright too. I feel like is just so far divorced from like the things that were, that happened to get, the world in a place where birthright can exist um mm-hmm. in any way that's not just kind of like insanely like political and 
and like in service of a select couple people's like agenda for what they want in that area. It's like not the most eloquent way I could have express, expressed that, but I think I'm understanding what you're saying. Like, like the history is so real and intense and nuanced that like birthright will never like an honest birthright almost like can't really exist. No, there can only be Jewish Disneyland, right? There can't be yeah. Israel as uh, there can't be Israel as like a living, breathing political entity with complicated aspects and like, you know, probably aspects of its history and decision making that kind of grind against you morally. There can only be like the Dead Sea. Ooh, like, yeah, I mean, to your point on Jewish Disneyland, one of the big things they stop at on Birthright these days is called the City of David which is this like Israeli uh, archaeological park um, that there's, you know, supposedly just kind of that it's sort of a politicized version of archaeology saying like, look at all this historical evidence. Like the Jews have always been here Mm -hmm. and like surprise, surprise that this park is also like to create it has like actively been displacing more Palestinian people. Um, And so like, this is, you know, it's just like a neat little encapsulation. It's like, if you're on this trip, you're at this literal like historical Disneyland about Jewishness that the purpose of that is to get the Palestinian people out and the Jews in like, yep, that's all kind of what it comes down to. (laughs) Yeah. I would just add that like, you know, when they were founding Zionism, there's this idea of like the new Jew. We're going to have these like buff, buff, tough, tan Jews. They're going to till the soil gonna you know have lots of beautiful babies like it's gonna be you know we're not gonna be these like sickly little whatever's that have been kicked around europe for all these hundreds of years and like birthright to me seems like kind of a an extension of that in a way where like the new jew is this like diaspora jew who's like cares about israel a lot and comes back and marries people and so on and so forth but i don't know i think there could be a different kind of new jew that doesn't have to be that way you know yeah, like they could be podcasters, for example. <laughs> yeah, they could be. Maybe they can just be whatever they want to be, wherever they need to be. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, like I don't know, powerful political actors want like business, and they want you know population growth, and don't. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to like where to how do we end this? Just, I guess. I was, huh. You can go I'll to birthright.com slash smite me to sign up for our specific trip. Um, <laughs> our discount no, code. What if Are we, we going to do smite me, in, smite me in Israel? Is it ever going to happen? I mean, should it? I what, don't want to What do the fans it? want? What did you say, Annie? <laughs> I said I don't want to pay for it. Well, I do I have a may I propose a solution <laughs> to you? I think we might actually be aging out of it pretty soon. What, how, how, oh, yeah, it? it's it's only it's only until you're 26. We fucked up. Is it oh. really? Fuck. Yeah. I thought it was until you're 30. Because they're trying to get you a prime child rearing age. I still have I could rear a child. child. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Bro, what the I could fuck, rear man? a child. What? I I would argue that I'm better equipped to uh to <laughs> rear a child now than I was when I was 18. The uh the first tab on the Birthright Israel website is securing the Jewish future. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. There you go. But yeah. also, we all have like security's fucking nuts. <laughs> Securiani's nuts. Um, we all, to their point, we all have chosen um, Gentile mates, so <laughs> Gentile they kind mates. of 
they kind of can't, you know, we're not going to, the, we, if we went, we would be a waste of available spouses. That's true. That's true. Already spoused up. I mean, I, I just, whatever. It's probably, oh, did you guys read anything about the interesting statistics about how people who go on birthright are more likely to wait longer until they get married and are much more likely to marry someone who's Jewish? but they don't keep track of how many people go and fucking join the IDF afterwards. <laughs> I didn't seems know like that one you should part. keep track of. Seems like no, maybe. Seems a little more interesting. It's uh, And they were trying to figure out, like, there was a case of this 18-year-old kid who went on birthright and then fucking immediately went and joined the IDF and got blown up in an operation. And they were trying to be like, is birthright culpable? And the answer to that was no. Except for... <laughs> <laughs> at least legally I mean, not. uh nah <laughs> i don't think so because that guy was gonna like other you know if he hadn't died in the idf he would have drowned in the rain you know just like <laughs> up. oh my god <laughs> well i think it, it's just part of the like it is part of it's like it's i mean it's classic with all these organizations but it's just having it both ways right it's like this kid was like not connected to their Jewish identity at all. Didn't really give a fuck about Israel. Went on this trip and then went and died serving in the IDF, right? So it's like, well, which is it? Are you fostering a connection to the land in such a way that people are literally down to die for it? Or are you not culpable because we're just trying to expose people to new ideas about their heritage? Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of messily in between. Or is it, yeah, they just want you to go back to your home country and be like, BDS is bad. Yeah, kind of more right. Adelson version. Who knows? I'm not yes. going on it. We're not going on it. We aged out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm an old. Fuck. I love, I love my Shiksa queen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah. I love <laughs> Angie. Always she knows that word, but she refuses to say it any other way besides Shishka. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Aki knows the word Shiksa. I don't use much Yiddish around her because I didn't really grow up hearing it. There was a, um, this is a, maybe a fun little anecdote to go out on. There was a, at camp, um, the, each camper would have a camper file that like no one's supposed to see. Right. But there was this one rumor that got around that, and the, the camper file just gets the, the parent just gets to fill it out. Right. So one of the questions was like, is there anything we should know about your child's family situation? Like, you know, just cause they're dealing with children's well beings. And, um, one of the, one of them, the mom wrote like, yeah, his father moved to Minneapolis to be with his Shiksa girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Which is like, that He went on Minneapolis, right? That does tell you quite a bit about that child's family situation. Like it tells you about, that just, it No, that's what, that's what that question is for. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I hope it all worked out. For that family. No, I'm sure that person's fine. For all we know, the Shiksa girlfriend is a wonderful, loving stepmother who, I don't know. Yeah, and the fact that she's a conniving Lutheran, (laughs) you know. Yeah, foreigner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, All right, well, birthright. Uh, Don't go on it. I don't think so. And if you do, tell us. I don't know if you've been on it and you want to tell have any little anecdotes if you've been to birthright Coachella anything like that <laughs> yeah right this is us. like actually a, a smite me public records request if anyone has a video of Sheldon Adelson <laughs> at the concert we have to see that 
birthright oh, Israel. Sometimes I get the feeling <laughs> we have to secure the future. <laughs> I wow. get a feeling like I never, 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 never had before. Go back wow. to your homelands and tell the people. Okay. I don't know why I made him Bernie. Sorry, Bernie. I didn't mean to do that to you, big homie. Oh, man. Um, birthright. Birth my butt. Birth my butt. Birth of a nation? Birth of a poop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's got to be some other way to just fucking drain the resources of these people. I don't think it's you going on Israel and like on birthright and seeing all this yeah no if you want to drain take the adelson's money here's what you do you go to their casino and you fucking win 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 baby don't tell people yeah go to the no no, don't listen don't go to the sheldon adelson casino if you're bad at gambling okay because then you're just going to give them all your money but if you're good at gambling and you can like count cards or whatever or if you're just really like if you're just if you got the sauce yeah, if you, like, if you got the sauce, if you're really sexy with it on slots, you know, and you, you know you're good at that shit, then yeah, head over to the Adelson Casino and take their money. All right, on that note, everyone have a safe evening. Gamble more. Uh, fly to Israel less. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good night. Good night, everyone. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.